1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: The Celtics, for the second time this year, their nine-game win streak will come to an end in a Monday night road game. They will take their talents and the NBA's best record to South Beach. Well, Orlando shoots 51% from the floor. They knocked down their threes tonight. Cole Anthony was great off the Orlando bench. And the Magic become the first team this year in Jonathan
4: Isaac's return to beat the Celtics in this season series. Do
3: you believe in magic? In Sports sport. Radio, WEEI. I'm Christian Arkin. Megan Ottolini as we cruise into the 4 o'clock hour. And the Celtics, I don't know, too much time at uh, the Magic Kingdom, maybe something. They cannot beat the Orlando Magic. Wouldn't well,
5: just- you love that if there was an investigation into, like, photos surfaced of them on Splash Mountain? It's like, this is what your Celtics were doing. I'm Grant sure Williams. nobody
4: around here would make a big deal out of that. But you know, they only rode,
5: not. like, the canceled rides, like Splash Mountain.
4: Splash
3: Mountain's
5: canceled? Splash Mountain got canceled.
4: Why?
6: Did it yeah, say it something was racist? Yeah, probably, had prob- prob-
5: yes. had, like, How problematic was Splash characters Mountain in it. Didn't oh. it get
6: shut down this week?
5: I think so. They're revamping Splash Mountain. Are you Googling it right now? Yes, because I don't know. I it can't believe it. It was tied back to like a... a the
6: Song of the South is yeah, rooted with Yeah, Song of the like South
5: with like Uncle Remus and Godmills has some like pretty whatnot. problematic undertones, but...
3: Splash so. Mountain was the Song of the South?
5: Yes. Yeah. Zippity-doo-dah.
6: All the bears singing and everything.
3: I don't remember that. I just remember the log going through the water and... Yeah, you did. Do. I don't remember anything else. The uh, Splash Mountain will close amid have the racial been? justice movement as the ride is based on the film Song of the South, long criticized as racism was pulled from distribution on its romanticized depiction of post-Civil War South. I didn't even realize that that's what the, I didn't realize that that's what Splash
6: Mountain is yeah. so about. Reconstruction was in all song and dances, I can tell
5: you Have you been on Splash Mountain?
3: I have. Yeah, back in yeah. the day, sure, yeah.
5: Used to be, like, I used to ride that ride and...
3: I was time not aware of the again. racial undertones that uh, that accompanied it. I, I honestly had no idea. Cancel culture coming for uh, Splash Mountain. Oh man, that's uh, that's a tough one. But they're rebranding it so it's just going to be
5: I have no idea what the new rebrand is. I hope you, all it's you not need... like I hope it's not like Buzz Lightyear Splash Mountain because that's what they tend to do. Yeah, They had another one that was um like it was a uh, the Tiki Room, do you remember that one? It was a bunch of birds, you went and sat down and the birds sang, but they rebranded it to like Disney cartoon birds. And Is it, it Offense of the
3: Birds? <laughs> I they, don't know why they, why were they even, changed no, that. No, I think
5: they just thought it was like too weird and old fashioned, but I was oh. pretty disappointed.
3: Um, hmm.
6: Like,
5: when are they going to cancel Pirates of the Caribbean? That got changed. That one got changed they too? They took
6: out the pirates chasing the women. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, pirates are actually really nice people.
5: Okay, that, that creates some other undertones about the pirates <laughs> if they're not chasing the women.
3: I didn't remember that either. Are you the saying Pirates you're not a real if you're not chasing women? I don't remember them chasing any women in the ride. I don't know. I I guess I misremember these things. Like, I didn't know that there was that. I thought Splash Mountain was just you get in the log, it takes you to the top, and you go down and through the water. I didn't know there was anything else. There's a I don't whole, remember any other part of it. There's
5: a whole story.
3: There is? Yeah. What? I thought it was just Are like a, a wet like uh the, the plume. It can't no, be late. it's
5: laid. like a fox isn't it that's trying to run away and like it's that's what i'm saying there's some weird undertones it's
4: almost like it's so insignificant it's wild that this much attention is being paid to it like pirates chasing women i also i don't recall any of this i just remember hey it's a fun ride let's go slide down and get wet. well
6: this is also like don't take your kids to disney if they're like two years old they're not going to remember the trip and it's a waste of money well, No you offense, can't I can. I'm just don't idea. take them at all
5: you can't go on Splash Mountain with a two-year-old.
3: Um, my baby's too big to fit on the ride, so I don't think That's that it would true. matter
5: anyway. They measure your head before you get <laughs> in the There's a log, your head And, must be and a they're swing. like, this baby, if we let this baby in the <laughs> log, it's going to kill everyone. My kid's just like, hey,
3: he's too, tall enough.
5: He's too top-heavy. His no, head, head is too big.
3: I asked the doctor today. I was like, so is he going to be able to walk normally, or is his head going to like... You know, he's like, not he's not walking yet. He's just learned to crawl. But like when once he stands up and tries to walk, is he his head just gonna make him
5: fall? When he away. crawls, does he like drag his head along on the carpet?
3: Um no, he doesn't. Okay,
5: well that's like the good. exorcist?
3: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um anyway, did not know that about Splash Mountain. I'm mean, gonna have to rethink all of this. Um but I can tell you this the uh, Boston Celtics, whatever they were doing, going to Splash Mountain, whatever, uh they were not beating the Orlando Magic. They've now lost all three games. I think that's it, right? No more? That's the Seasons the Magic. I thought the Thank
4: first God. third game in the season I think they beat the Magic but uh what Sean Grady was saying there is that the Magic are the first team this season to to win a, a season that's series what it was against right. the they Celtics. didn't sweep
3: them they uh they did beat the hell out of them though and I'll tell you why uh that that's a tough matchup I don't understand why the Magic aren't better I mean they really suck they're 18 and 29 uh they're not a good team they get their ass kicked routinely <laughs> except when they play the Celtics so- and when they play the Celtics everything you see like. Like you look at them, and you're like, wow, this team's pretty good. Like, they got some big, athletic, fast guys who can shoot and play defense and all this stuff. Then you watch them play any other team, and they're just they're garbage. Like, it's so weird. It's a random thing that happens this year.
5: The incredible thing about the Magic is it's like somebody playing fantasy NBA for the first time ever, and they're like, I'm just going to pick the tallest guys. <laughs> right. Everybody on my roster is going to be 6'10 or above. Like if you look at their starters, I mean, first of all, they have two guys who are seven feet or taller. Bobo is seven two, Mo Bamba? and Mobamba. Yeah, and yeah. Mobamba, even though he didn't play last night, their starters: Carter is six ten, Boncherel is six ten, Wagner is six ten. Like three of their starting lineup is all nearly seven feet tall. Yeah. So when you turn the freaking ball over eighteen times, like they do have the length to grab that, and then they're also, they're a fast-break team. I mean, those tall freaks can move it down the court. So the points that they had, they had, I think, 11 points off turnovers last night, and Mm -hmm. they had 24 fast-break points. Like, they're a run-and-gun team. So when you're sloppy with the ball, like the Celtics were last night, and like they are so often, even though I know listeners don't want to hear that and they want to call in and get all mad about how all-stars turn the ball over, well, this is what happens when you're badly matched up against a tall-ass team with long arms that can run and gun.
3: Yeah, and it also is what happens when Blake Griffin's in your starting that, lineup that, because the okay. whole team's injured. So that's, mean, why that too. It's like,
5: yeah, that's why you can't go, <laughs> go nuclear here because, you know, a huge amount of the Celtics starters were out. True, and-
3: But Tatum and Brown played, and I think we all agree that as long as Tatum and Brown are in the starting lineup— you can kind of yeah, mix and match Smart the rest of them. And Rob
5: Williams both out. They like, were that's, out. It's significant. Grant Williams really didn't show up. He was not great off the bench. So it's not going to be a different scenario tonight. Like these are just kind of it, the only thing that really concerns me long term with this is now you start getting into a real blah point in the schedule. Yeah. And I feel like I don't think that this team is this way, but you could get into a stretch here where guys are routinely or seemingly routinely out of the lineup, dealing with these, like, moderate injuries that you definitely want to rest them and keep an eye on. But then it's kind of like, okay, you have a first-time interim coach, and you start to get the bloss, like the winter of It feels like, man, the finals are a long time away now. The last finals were a long time away. So you don't necessarily have the fire that you had, you know, in December even. And it's still that goal, your ultimate goal that you're singularly focused on is really far off. Yeah, I get,
4: I get what you're saying. And you're
5: playing Orlando and losing.
4: The, the winter blahs, I get what you're saying as far as how this Celtics team can kind of rebound against teams that they should be blowing out. What is kind of interesting to me, though, is four, So your next five games at Miami, home for New York, home for the Lakers, and then home for the Nets, home for the Suns. Those next 4 games are all nationally televised games. 2 TNTs, ABC is the Saturday game, and then they're on ESPN. So you would think that even though they're not great teams that they're playing against that the national audience would be enough to kind of shake the team of the blahs well, that the a lot of teams are go a good through. Team. Suns are good, but
5: the Suns spanked them last time. The Suns are aren't team. that's
4: not all that team is not a national uh televised game. But the Nets, Knicks, Lakers stink heat are kind of middling right now. They've been dealing with injuries. You would think that that's usually enough to get Jason Tatum, who desperately wants to be the MVP of the of the league, to wake up and go, "Okay, let's not treat these teams like they are the Orlando Magic
3: and, you know, actually beat up on them like we know we can." Yeah, that'd be nice. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Who is number 28? <laughs> <laughs> was I saw this guy running around, and he had a name that i did not even going to attempt to pronounce because I'd never seen it before. Uh, but can anyone tell me who that guy is? I
5: <laughs> had the same exact reaction watching last night. I, like, delay. I squinted oh, at my name. TV, and I was like, "Is like, am I getting one of these numbers wrong? Who is that? Yeah.
3: I mean, listen, I no, no offense to the guy. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I don't know who he is. He looks like another 6'10 uh, player. He's coming off the bench, playing in the middle. And uh, he got on the court. I saw 28. I thought, oh, they got Michael Peters back. Nice. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, no idea I had so, no idea who he was that would be Fiondu
4: Kabungale of course who is a uh, power forward and center he's a right-handed shooter 69 250 uh, his uncle apparently is Dikembe Mutombo oh really did not know that <laughs> All <right>. i did <laughs> not know that he was born in Toronto Ontario he has 53 games in the National Basketball Association two seasons with the LA Clippers and one season with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He has played two games for your Boston Celtics. Don't okay.
5: sleep on those Canadians, man. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Steve
4: Nash, Kelly Canada, Olenek. Canada Andrew is Wiggins.
5: producing some players recently. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think there's a couple in this draft coming <laughs> up. Bennett. I don't want to talk about the NBA draft right now at all, or even college nope, basketball. It's January, but there is a there is a Canadian uh, trend happening.
3: Okay. Um, they'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Joe Missoula, I bet
5: you didn't know that. Arcan. I definitely
3: didn't know that. I had no idea there was
5: a Dropping Canadian. some knowledge, uh, actually. The, on. the
3: Canadian provinces are spitting out some of the
5: highest Don't Sleep on those Canadian people. Okay. Well,
3: okay, we won't. Um, Joe Missoula, we heard the other day getting a little, uh, getting a little, yeah, a little something. Okay. I don't know exactly what the word so, is, but with John Corrales, they asked him about uh, Joe, how would he you
4: characterize this Getting when snarky. You had a lot of clutch performances down the stretch but he also had a lot of sloppy turnovers down the stretch yes how, how, how would you yes. how would you like is this a good win is this something that I mean, is a bad win i mean there there are wins we did say you, before that if we didn't win it was the end of the world so i know so now that we won i feel like we right uh, but no i'm just kidding you, no,
3: right, I know. um <laughs> anyway so missoula not one to shy away from maybe mixing it up with a reporter here and there. We heard that one. We all sort of laughed at it, chuckled at it, and thought, all right, well, maybe he just, you know, was feeling feeling kind of spicy that day. Uh, seems like he was feeling a little spicy yesterday, too. Abby Chin uh, asking him some what questions. Do you mean? Listen to uh, Joe Mazzula and Abby Chin here. Timeout
2: at 8 11 in the first
7: half. more
3: confidence. In- I
6: called one? Yeah. Oh, man. And that's why we lost.
7: Oh, and then he went on a.
6: Twenty one to five run. Oh. Second
3: quarter. Yeah.
2: So the needs bring it
3: up. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so maybe Joe Missoula is a little bit of a <laughs> like I think an he's got A-hole? maybe a little bit of an a hole to him. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call the guy an a. I don't know. But uh, I think that thing with the timeouts is something that he's been getting asked about a lot, and he's probably kind of fed up with it. But still, you know, it did. You just lost to a really bad team. You're gonna get questions about it. Maybe answer him. You know, maybe answer him instead of being the uh, you know firing off jokes like you're Don Rickles. That's that's just a suggestion. You do whatever you want. Obviously, this guy's gonna be maybe coach of the year. He's probably gonna be coaching the Eastern Conference in the All Star Game this year at the very least. Should he be? I mean. You tell me, Uh, but he's doing a good job with this team and they're winning and they're the best team in the NBA and he's kind of acting like it a little bit, you know?
5: I think he's just a very dry guy. His sense of humor is extremely dry and I think he likes to mess with the media in these because he knows that it's being recorded and Uh then we're going to go out and... But I don't know that the media is always in on the joke, especially after a loss. It's like... But yeah, okay, fair enough. the The timeout conversation, it's like enough. We know his timeout strategy. Like maybe we can return to this in the playoffs. When if it bites him in the butt, then. But do we have to ask about the timeout? Hey, you asked a timeout at this point. Hey, did you want to ask a timeout there? Did you think about the timeout here? Did you, and I'm not saying that Abby is the only one doing that. Abby Chin's there almost every single night. I don't, I don't think she's night, out for so. a
4: gotcha moment. With no, no, Joe no, no, no.
5: But I, it just, it reads really weirdly, doesn't it? And I'm not saying this as, you know, a woman in sports or anything like that.
3: You're a woman it, in sports? It
5: does read It does read <laughs> extra weird against Abby Chin, the, like the local reporter who's there every night, right? But did
7: he win the Tommy Award? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a layup, like, oh, you know, you you guys really struggled, then you called a timeout, and then you wanted a twenty one to five. 5- run, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to answer this like, oh, I don't know, Greg Popovich. If Greg Popovich gave that answer, you'd think you would know where he's coming from because there is a track record. It's like, dude, you're not even 50 games into the season, and you're acting like you know, you're know you HC and not possibly interim coach of the year. You know
3: what's what? funny about that game last night, too, that? is that they were, like, in the first half, they trailed almost the entire first half, and then at the end of the half and in the third quarter, they took the lead back, and it was like, oh, okay, now they're going to take care of business. And then in the third and four- <laughs> yeah. in the fourth quarter, they scored 19 19- 15 points that's what like that's usually when a good team puts a bad team away
5: flips the switch and is like let's stop playing with our food
3: orlando was like all right we're gonna stop playing with our food actually because the celtics are our food this year somehow yes the magic a good team put a bad team in the celtics away and that's what happened and, i mean that's honestly exactly how it went they ended up losing by 15 points like that was not you know like that it's just a really weird way for that game to go i don't want to see the magic in the finals i'd be scared
4: i know i'd have the magic sweeping easy
5: Underrated when two you two teams to, in
3: the same conference will be in the finals. That'd be an amazing thing.
4: Yes, to of have,
5: course. Yes, too, <laughs> it's yeah. nice when you go to Disney World. <laughs> you get those ice cream. You know that ice cream. Uh, the
3: Mickey Mouse ice cream. Yes, yeah. You know what Thirteen dollar right? ice cream. Yeah. They're
5: dipped in chocolate. The I- Hell why do yeah. those taste so good there?
3: I think they taste good everywhere.
5: I am, I've never gone into a supermarket and bought those. So maybe after the show.
3: All right. Yeah, I'll do that. 617 779 There's your phone number. The uh, Boston Celtics having real trouble with the Orlando Magic, and they may have more trouble because tonight's injury report against the Miami Heat, everybody's out. Uh, Ryan Garvin will tell you more about that and what's trending. We'll get back to the Celtics with your phone calls next.
2: Selling a little or a lot.
3: Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini here with you until 6 o'clock. Phone number 617-779-7937. If you'd like to jump in on our Celtics conversation that we're having right now. Celtics lose again to the Orlando Magic last night, 113 to 98. It was ugly. It's an ugly showing from your Boston Celtics, and they got the heat tonight in Miami, and I hate to, uh, hate to throw a big if you were planning on, I don't know, doing something for that game, watching that game out tonight or something. I'll just tell you, not a lot of guys going to be playing in that game. You just heard Ryan Garvin tell you, but I'll repeat it. Malcolm Brogdon out tonight for personal reasons. Jalen Brown uh, managing his right adductor injury. Gallinari's out, obviously. He's out all year. Al Horford out with lower back stiffness. And Marcus Smart continues to uh, remain out with that sprained right ankle, which means you're going to be pretty thin in the middle, that's for sure. And that probably means extra minutes for Robert Williams tonight, I would think. He's not on the injury report. And uh, he... Shouldn't.
5: It shouldn't. What? Extra minutes for Robert Williams? Well, I mean. No, thank so you. So many bigs. He's There's only so many bigs on the roster. He's his knee. Hey, we'll Why see. are you putting him in extra minutes against the key in January? I'm telling January? you.
3: I don't
4: Don't listen. be
5: ridiculous. You tell me. I extra
4: mean, hey. minutes for Luke Cornett. He's not in the injury report. I hope that
5: five of the 75 sports medicine experts. <laughs> the sports medicine the triumvirate. Are listening. Don't do that. That's not worth it. Also, I'm kind of surprised that they listed Al Horford with low back stiffness. He's not playing back-to-back still. Like, they had him off for two nights before he saw the Warriors. Right. So, why wouldn't they just write load management?
3: I think you can't do that. I think you have to call it something. Remember, didn't uh, Adam Silver come out and say we're trying to cut, or about, cut
5: like, back on... about, like, veterans rest? Yeah, that's Is annoying. that on the NFL? The San
3: Antonio Spurs rule. Yeah, right.
4: The uh, Yeah, exactly. The pop. rule. And I, I rule. think the Warriors just can went that, okay. through this after the Celtics game where they didn't play, like, Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and a couple other guys, So, too. if it's
5: lower low back stiffness, can you at least give them a fake injury that sounds less like an old guy thing? like oh my low back step because it's probably true oh, but I don't really want him being marketed that way to other teams you know if I'm the Celtics be something like uh I don't know what's a young person injury
3: um I don't know broken collarbone from snowboarding or bursitis <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. bursitis
3: HPV I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's not really an injury I guess <laughs> but Al <I'll laughs>
5: can't play tonight he's got HPV yeah
3: sorry guys <laughs> to be out for a couple
5: days. got to get some things frozen off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> got to get a couple shots. Horford's gout is
4: out of control.
3: Yeah. Um, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. So that's who's out tonight against Miami. Um, I can tell you this, though. The Celtics still number one on all the power rankings, and they should be. Um, this was uh, on NBA.com here, and the writer, who let me just find it, is uh, John Schumann, oh, yes. had this to say about the Celtics. He said, it's often thought as uh, the toughest part of the season to stay focused. The winner, blocks. as you put them. Um, And uh, if there's a team that can afford some slippage, it's the Celtics. Celtics have won nine straight games for the second time this season. This was before they lost last night. Not Al
5: Horford. Uh,
3: Showing some resilience along the way. They've had the league's number one defense at 107.8 points allowed per 100 possessions over the course of that streak. And the defense has been at its best. In the fourth quarter, they faced fourth quarter deficits Thursday and Saturday, held the Warriors and Raptors to just 36 total points on 54th quarter possessions with Al Horford making big blocks in both games. Um, The number one defense over the course of that stretch I knew the defense had gotten better. I didn't realize it was the best in the league, and I know that's a small sample size and everything, but that's important. I think that's relevant for these Celtics because that's been the big difference between this year's team and last year's team, isn't it? They're still good. They're still playing well and winning a lot of games, but they're doing it very differently from last year's team. It's been almost all offense this year, and the defense has been kind of middle of the pack. They've elevated their defense now. I don't know if that's exactly because of Robert Williams or not. I mean, he hasn't played every night, and uh, Marcus Smart's been out with an injury now for a couple of days. So, uh, listen, I mean, it's it's good news to be sure. I think that it's something they have to keep the pressure on, and that's going to be hard to do when you're missing so many players.
5: Yeah, going back to the Warriors game, though, and this was something that I talked about and wrote about in the immediate aftermath of that, this demonstrates to me how versatile this team is. So finding different ways to win. One of the things that Scal said when we talked to him, I don't know, maybe a month ago, and I was asking about how this defense had fallen off a little bit mm. since last season when they were far and away the best defense in the league uh, he he was saying some of that comes at the expense of having such a dynamic offense. So an offense that relies heavily on these motions and getting lots of touches to different guys and everything. Um, and just being very, very active, kind of like the way that the Warriors offense offense ran last year. Yeah. And then, you know, on the, something has, something has to give. You can't do everything on both ends all the time. So now I wonder, you know, in certain cases, okay, certain guys are out of the lineup or, Uh, just being less productive or the offense isn't clicking, so then you can turn and have your defense surge a little bit. So I read that absolutely as a good thing. Now, can they maintain the focus? Can they, with a first-year coach, can he get them through this stretch and keep the focus up and the energy up and manage guys' minutes where they need to be managed with, like, a long-term, you know, sights on what's coming in May, June, that time, I don't know, TBD. Yeah, he's smoking reporters in the <laughs> press conferences. It's true, messing with them. I don't. Again, I don't think they're in on the joke. Well, don't yeah. you think it'd be
4: kind of irresponsible if your star players who spent the entire off season and many portions of this season saying we were devastated? Ryan, we want- are
5: you eating right now? What I, is happening? I just had
4: a bite of an apple.
5: Why did you hop on the mic? Because I have you something you to say. An apple.
3: Okay, you go ahead.
5: Okay, why don't you chew and swallow? I'm and good. And then you can chime in, okay? Because it sounded like I didn't know what was happening. Like if you lost a two, sounded
3: like in there. Matt Patricia in a coaching
4: meeting. It did. It
5: did sound. Hey like guys, Matt I gotta Patricia. tell
3: you, this <laughs> apple's <laughs> delicious.
5: I was gonna because say,
4: you know, he's not eating apple. All right, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> done with what?
5: The apple. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. Can I go? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I was gonna say that um. <laughs> no, please nice. don't.
5: Oh, oh, I hate. Was that. Is that gross? Yeah. Ugh.
4: Your two star players have spent so much time this season and the off season talking about how devastated they were and all their motivation is, is to get back to the finals. I don't even think it's up to Joe Missoula at this point. I think it's your two stars in the locker room Got going to say, listen, it doesn't matter if we're playing the Knicks. It doesn't matter how bad the Lakers are. If we want to get back to our ultimate goal, which allegedly isn't MVPs and singular accolades, we have to focus every single night, because you see what happens when they let the rope go. You have Jalen Brown saying, oh, you know what? We needed to get smacked around by the Oklahoma City Thunder. We needed to get slapped around by the Orlando Magic. It's up to those guys.
5: Okay, but what about the burnout? I just I do think back about the regular season. I always think back to the Golden State year, mm-hmm. like the record-setting year and they talk about they were so so focused on that record during the season and all the regular season games that they just flamed out when it came to Cleveland. And some of that I think might be an excuse and being like a reminder of, hey, remember how good we were? We're a historic team, still even though we right. lost the championship. But I do think that that's a part of it. I feel that it's more a balance. Yes, you should be focused, but part of that focus also means knowing when to take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit.
3: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Don't look now, but the Philadelphia 76ers have won eight of their last ten games and five in a row, and they're creeping up on you a little bit. Is that Um, true? It's true. <laughs> it's true, Matt Patricia. Um, they're uh, they're they're creeping up on you there. But other than that, these other teams, these other Eastern Conference teams, all playing 500 ball lately over the last two weeks. The Celtics, I feel like, are a little bit vulnerable right now with all these injuries. I don't think that they're going to suddenly go in the tank. But if they go a stretch where they're sort of, you know, up and down on a nightly basis, sort of losing a game, winning a game, you know, maybe like 5-5 five and five over their next 10, something like that, I'd be interested in seeing if any of these other Eastern Conference teams can take advantage of that. Uh right now the Bucks aren't really doing anything special. The uh Nets without Durant are a pretty average team. Even Cleveland, who I really like, you know, they're not they're not doing a whole lot and the Miami Heat who you're going to play tonight, they've been sort of a non-factor this year. I don't know what happened with them. Like they're you know what I mean? They're a team that's like conference finals type of team these last couple of years, NBA finals in the in the uh COVID year. And now I just sort of feel like they're just maybe a fringe playing tournament team like that. That's sort of what happened. I don't know. Bam out of bio like they made a big financial commitment to him and he's really not delivered on that. So I don't know. I I think that uh, the Eastern Conference there's an opportunity for some team here. Maybe it'll be Philly, but there's an opportunity for some team to try and at least you know, nip at the heels of the Celtics and this may be the only time that they get to do that. You know, I mean, this may be the only opportunity. So you'll see maybe what some of these other Eastern Conference teams are made out of I'm not really that scared to Miami even tonight even with all the injuries even with Brown out I don't know I just look at the heat right now and think they're just like any other team in the Eastern Conference I feel like that about most teams now
5: you want to go to the MVP race yes so latest from NBA.com this is the Kia MVP ladder so Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid are both climbing Jokic still leads uh, from the Nuggets At number one, followed by Tatum at number two. Last week, he was number three, so he jumped. And then we have Joel Embiid, who was at number three, number five last week. Here's the numbers though. So Tatum's numbers 31.2 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, and 4.3 assists per game. And then you have Jokic with 25.1 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 9.9 assists per game. Notable difference is that uh, Jokic is now up to 90 career triple-doubles. <laughs> he's tallied he's ridiculous. 14 this season. He's he's reached his fifth in six games. Five out of the last six games he's recorded a triple-double. These are like Wilt Chamberlain Jason numbers. Tatum has done that <laughs> twice in his career.
2: Yeah.
5: I know that's not the end-all be-all. Just look at Russell Westbrook. I know. Like, you can be very strategic about getting that triple-double if you really want it. Mm-hmm. But that's insane.
3: Insane for a guy that uh, plays center. I mean, that's outrageous. Same for
5: a guy who looks like he has, like, a 12-rack <laughs> of natties after every game.
3: I know. <laughs> like he's smoking cigarettes in the No,
5: seriously. <laughs> like, what would happen... If he had a dry season.
3: I don't know. I don't know. He probably wouldn't be the same player, that's for sure. Um, Jason Tatum, uh, I'll tell you what, the reason why he moved up and the only reason why he moved up in the the ranking like this – is because they won that game. If they hadn't won that game and he had turned the ball over and they ended up losing in overtime, people would be talking about those turnovers and they'd be talking about Jason Tatum, maybe even moving down a little bit. Now Luka Doncic was the big loser in this one. He dropped down to number four from number two, and they're saying it's because of his defense. And you know the Mavs aren't very good, and I think that sort of thing's starting to catch up to him a little bit. He puts up big numbers once in a while, and that'll get him you know MVP votes and, and push him up this ladder or whatever. But it really is just sort of a game by game thing. Honestly, you got four, probably five legitimate candidates here. And if you want to expand it a little bit and go down to the top ten, so it's Embiid, three, Doncic, four, Giannis, five, and then the next five are John Morant, Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell. Kevin
5: Durant's not even playing. What are we doing? And he only
3: dropped one spot from last (laughs) week.
5: (laughs) He only dropped one spot. Because
3: he's having a good year. But yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's number eight. Shai Gilgis, Alexander, number nine. And at number ten, number seven in your programs, number one in your hearts, Jalen Brown, who uh, actually dropped one. He was number nine last week. I hadn't been paying attention, but you got two guys in the top ten in MVP voting. That's... That's a good place to be in. <laughs> that's that's not a spot that I feel like uh, most teams would uh, would want to run from. That's that's a pretty good spot right there. And I'll tell you what, you know, the rest of the five: it's Curry, Harden, uh, Markkanen in Utah, Julius Randle, and Demontis Sabonis for the Kings, who are surprisingly good this year. But you got two legitimate MVP candidates on this team right now, and I sort of feel like so long as you keep them healthy, the rest of this can. It's not. It's not unimportant obviously Robert Williams and playing is important and Al Horford and Marcus Smart all those guys are important but you are a deep team you're deep everywhere except at wing and that's where your two most important players are and you need to protect them at all costs that's really what I think this last week has taught me
5: I will also say I mean we we know these guys have rabbit ears so they're definitely paying attention to this and in these blahs of winter I feel that they know that they're going to be in the playoffs and the whole road to the playoffs that really starts later in the season, trying to determine your seed for the most part with a record. They have the best record in the NBA. It is just a nice little uh, reminder of keeping yourself engaged Mm. at the individual level. If you're Jason Tatum, if you're Jalen Brown, you may not like that. If you're the type of fan who says like, it's not about them, it's about the team. Right. But if you're looking at the night in night out, Something like this, where you're graded against your peers every single week and it's shared around, and okay, we got two guys in the top 10 race for MVP. That's something to hang on to. That's something to focus on. I mean, you got at this point in the season, don't you have to look for motivation from everywhere? You know, Absolutely, like guys do. make up fake motivation for themselves. Oh, this guy slighted me like this on Instagram. This guy said this on Twitter.
3: Yeah. And I'll tell you this, too. The Celtics all year long have had a massive target on their back. You know, they're considered the Ooh, class the of the hunted. league. They're the team in the Eastern Conference, to be sure. I mean, they've been number one in the East the entire time, but they've been number one in the NBA this whole year. John Morant, you know, teams in the Western Conference, they all say the same thing. We're not really worried about any of the teams in our conference. We're worried about the Celtics. Like, that's who that's who we sort of look at. We can get past Denver, and we can get past uh, the Golden State and these other teams, but really what we're worried about is having to go up against these Boston Celtics. And despite that, despite every single team kind of having that same attitude about you, you're still going out there and winning at a tremendous clip. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. They are talented enough to win even with that kind of pressure on them. The question is... You know, when when things start happening later in the year, when guys get injured or you know guys get cold or whatever, uh, can you can you sustain it? And can you also make sure that you avoid the burnout that happened last year when Jason Tatum's in the NBA Finals and he can't get his offense going? Like that's that's another big part of this. I too. think
5: that had to do more with the Bucks and Heat series, though. You know, I mean that's kind of like your strategy once you get into the playoffs. I don't know that yeah. you could you could question how Udoka. Are we allowed to say his name, Udoka. At the end of last said, yeah. regular season, he started ramping <laughs> up. You have to spit up. on the
3: floor before you say it. <laughs>
5: <Exactly>. oh, <laughs> I spit on his name, and then I say <laughs> um, But how Tatum, you know, he was ramping up Tatum's minutes at the end of the regular season, and some people were questioning, why are you doing that? You got maybe a long playoff run coming up, and you're front-loaded against the Nets. And at the time, he said, well, he's going to be playing lots of minutes in the playoffs, so I need him to be well-conditioned. You'd say that backfired a little bit maybe with burnout towards the end, but I think that's more about being in the playoffs. Really quick, on the count of three, since we were talking so much about the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. and Splash Mountain and problematic Disney, who on the Celtics do you think is the most likely to be a Disney adult? You know what a Disney adult is? Yes, adult I know what a Disney, Disney
3: adult is. An adult um, Disney,
5: someone who like goes to Disneyland without their kids. Yeah, and
3: I mean, I think I know what you're going to gonna say. I know what I'm going to say. One, two, three, Grant, Grant Williams. Williams. Yep.
5: <laughs> I knew it. He I can picture him with the hat. He screams adult yeah, Disney, Definitely,
3: he? 100%. I can see him wearing the hat and eating the ice cream, doing all that, absolutely.
5: Like posing with, um, what's yeah. a Disney character? I don't know, the duck with Goofy. no pants on. Donald, yeah. Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Goofy.
3: You didn't know Donald Duck?
5: I couldn't off the top of my head why in Pluto, why are Pluto and Goofy both dogs That's and a good a, point. they live different kinds of lifestyles.
3: Yep, Goofy is his own person and uh yeah, and uh, uh Pluto belongs Pluto to is, Mickey.
5: It's weird. I know, that, that might be problematic. He's a pat,
3: yeah. They're both dogs though. They are both dogs, but Pluto can't talk. I
4: know, but one's a pet Pluto, and one's a person.
5: Pluto walks but on all fours. They're both the dogs.
4: Floors. That's my point. It's all very disturbing to me as an adult. I don't want to think of these thoughts anymore.
3: Conceivably, Pluto could have a pet dog. And not Pluto. Uh, Goofy. Goofy could have a
4: pet Goofy dog. Goofy could have a that, pet dog. That's
5: yeah. messed up. That is messed up. Imagine I don't want you to think had like, about a, that. like
3: a maybe it's like that's a dark. like a BDSM thing. You know? yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> he <laughs> walks his dog. dog around on a he leash. A, yeah, he's
5: a dog with like a giant <laughs> like spiked collar. And <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is my he's, this is my dog. He
5: whips it. 779
3: nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. That took a turn. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break here. When we come back, the Red Sox made a move today. Yes, the Boston Red Sox, who got booed mercilessly all weekend long, have responded with a uh, trade. And they brought in a middle infielder. We'll tell you all about it next.
0: After the end of a good
5: fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Love the
1: flexibility of working in all sorts of places, Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com/network today.
3: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at TMobile.com.
7: Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making, so they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. There's a debate going on. What the hell is Goofy?
3: I don't know if this debate is even worth addressing, but we might as well, since a lot of people have chimed in on the text line, and someone called in, but they hung up.
5: They got scared. Um, They didn't want the smoke.
3: There's a theory out there floating around that Goofy... Beloved character Goofy from Disney is a cow. Goofy's a dog. When have you ever seen a cow that looked like Goofy? It's an obvious, it's a dog. You can, there's no mistaking it. It's clearly a dog.
5: He has long ears. Yeah. Cows don't have long Cows ears. Cows don't
3: have long floppy ears and like snouts. <laughs> <laughs> I not. guess they do kind of have a snout. but they like have a little bit of a Yeah, snout. that's not, you look at Goofy. Tell me if you've ever seen a cow that looks like that. And cow- I know that it's. A Disney cartoon or whatever, but like, he's very clearly a dog. You look it up. It says, he says Goofy a, is an anthropomorphic dog.
5: That's he what a every dog knows. Description
3: of him is so. Goofy uh,
6: first appeared in 1932 as Dippy Dog, and then later
3: transformed into Goofy. Yeah, and not Goofy the cow, just Goofy the dog. I have
6: no idea what that caller was talking about.
3: It's not just a call. I mean, people are texting in with this too. I think that's a ridiculous statement to make. Um, but uh, you know, if you wanted to try and defend, you want if you have a theory, we, we take uh, all sorts of alternate theories here. We won't we won't uh, silence you, but we will maybe make fun of it if we think it's wrong. I think this one's just plain old wrong. Anyway, uh, the Red Sox today have acquired shortstop Adalberto Mondesi from the Kansas City Royals. It was a trade that sent Josh Taylor over to Kansas City, and uh, according to Jeff Passan, this provides middle infield depth to buttress losses this winter to free agency <laughs> and injury. Uh, yeah. Uh, talking, oh of course, God. about Xander Bogarts and uh, Trevor Story, Red Sox also receive a player to be named later, or cash considerations, the two best things you can get. Um, Mondesi, 27 years old. Was a top prospect six years ago uh, in the Royals organization, but has not been healthy and uh, recovering from a torn ACL in his left knee. He is also the son of Raul Mondesi, who is maybe the last... I was thinking about this. Back in 2002, the Yankees picked up Raul Mondesi. I forget if they traded for him or how they acquired him exactly, but this was before 0-4. is when the Red Sox were still trying to, you know, win a championship and the Yankees were still beating (laughs) the crap out of them every single year. Um, And this was just something that happened to every... Sorry, I thought you meant
5: that like generally, like that was the goal of the season, unlike now.
3: Well, yeah, definitely. Not like now. try
5: to win a championship ever.
3: No, they were really, really trying back then. Now it's just sort of whatever. Um, and the Yankees, I, let me look up this roster because I remember the 2002 Yankees being really, really good. And when they picked up Mondesi, it was just, it was the last time I ever felt like real rage, real like sports. I was just the right. I was like 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. And I just, I lost it. I was so mad. Mondesi was traded, by the way, from the Blue Jays to the Yankees for Scott Wiggins. Um, Like, that was the type of trades the Yankees used to make. Because Mondesi was good. He was this like weird he had this weird body. He had like no shoulders and he was kind of chubby, but he was really fast. He hit a ton of home runs. He had a rocket arm. He was just a really fun player to watch. And they traded for him. And he joined an outfield that had Bernie Williams and Rondell White already in it. And the rest of the roster was Posada, Giambi, Soriano, Jeter, and Robin Ventura with Nick Johnson deaging. And how about this pitching staff? Mike Messina, David Wells, Roger Clemens, El Duque, and Andy Pettit with Mariano oh Rivera my God. closing that team like, just not fair being a Red Sox fan back then was miserable (laughs) every time they played the Yankees it was just oh my god you knew there was no they had no chance they had no chance until 2004 so Uh, this team
5: this team will take you back there this season you will feel young again yes because they will have no chance against these Yankees
3: because of Adalberto Mondesi uh, being a constant reminder of those days when they could not catch the Yankees and you're right it's very poetic Megan because now uh, here we are however many years later and uh, the Red Sox once again, cowering at the feet of the New York Yankees in their, uh, their juiced-up lineup, although not nearly as good as those 0-2 teams. All right, someone has decided to uh, grow a pair, call in, and try and make the case that Goofy is a cow. Uh, Tyler is in Connecticut. Hi, Tyler.
4: Oh, no, no, I'm not making the case that he is a cow. I'm saying the reason people
3: think he's a cow is his girlfriend is a cow. He is a dog. Goofy has a girlfriend who's a cow? Yeah, yeah. What's the cow? I What's your name? Clarabelle. Clarabelle uh, Clara the cow? Yep. All right. Well, that's... Yeah. Okay, thanks for the call, Tyler. I wasn't aware of this. Uh, this doesn't change Goofy's... Uh, what Goofy is. Goofy stole a dog.
5: Okay, I'm looking at Clarabelle the cow. So there's a little say, interspecies... She's a, she's a very h- homely woman.
3: Oh. <laughs> Not
5: very... Well, she's a cow. <laughs> well... It's because she's kind of a ripoff of olive oil, to be honest. Really? You remember the olive oil from uh, Popeye? Yeah. She's kind of just like olive oil with an uglier face. Hmm. Like an Hmm. ugly cow face.
3: People made fun of olive oil, but like, look at Popeye. What do you mean? Like, Popeye's a weird looking guy. First of all, it looks like he, you know, he can't, like, talk. His face is all scrunched up. He has these weird arms, you know, and uh, this thing that happens when he eats spinach. spinach. Yeah. yeah, well, no, even when he doesn't eat the spinach, he's still got the weird forearms, and his face is, like, constantly, like he, uh, like, he's got the bitter beer face going on there. So you know, like Popeye, he should be happy with olive oil, and you know what, Goofy should probably be happy with this cow lady. Um, but I did not know that there was interspecies uh, mating going on.
5: I don't. Evening. I didn't remember uh, Goofy like having a girlfriend or well, a wife.
3: Well, he had kids in the Goofy movie, where all the kids half cow. No, <laughs> but the Max kid, Max was
5: full
4: dog. They were all dogs.
3: So. And Max
6: had a girlfriend that was a dog. No.
3: Hmm. Uh oh, Roxanne.
5: Yeah, Roxanne. Yeah, that's right. I think
3: Roxanne was also a dog. Great okay. movie. So I mean. Clearly, Goofy's also attracted to dogs.
5: Real quick question, because now I'm down a rabbit hole of these Uh characters. Who is Scrooge McDuck uh, related to?
3: Huey, Huey, Dewey, Dewey, and Louie. Louie. And Donald was his... Donald's his son.
5: Donald's his uncle?
3: No, 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 because they all called him Uncle Donald and Uncle Scrooge. Yeah, so, okay, Huey, Dewey, and Louie were Donald's nephews. Nephews, yep. And Scrooge's great nephews, I think, right? I think you're right about that.
5: All right, I'm glad we got that settled. Anyway, Goofy's right. a dog. It's weird that Pluto is also a dog. Grant Williams is definitely an adult Disney. 100%. Splash Mountain is canceled.
6: Yeah. But how do they feel about uh, Matt Patricia? That's a real question. Oh,
5: and apparently also the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Right. Now the women chase the pirates. Okay, how's that any better?
6: I
3: don't understand how that's like better that than before. Standard. It's
5: kind of an overcorrection, isn't it? I think I so. Think
3: so. All right, now what kind of message is that sending? That little Should girls the, can chase pirates around pirates and it's okay? Shouldn't the pirates just
5: be asking for... Um, like permissions, yeah, from right. The women.
3: How about it's just all the pirates and all, all the, the women. All the pirates
5: are asking for consent. Just asking consent
3: for each other to do things. <laughs> Can we chase you? Oh, yo ho ho! Pirates are yes. famous for asking for consent, of course. That's the new what they're ride. For. They're all just signing like non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> All the pirates. All, sudden, all the women.
5: All of a sudden, Deshaun Watson pops out of the corner. <laughs> Yar.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I didn't. Got I mean, like I learned, a little,
5: He's got his little like pirate hand towel. <laughs> I've
3: learned a lot about Disney today. So more
5: Adalberto than
4: Mondesi, you I say. ever it's thought. Amazing.
3: Adalberto Mondesi is a new Red Sox, and I'll tell you what. I mean, it's a stopgap, I guess. But uh, that's, I mean, you look at his numbers. They're nothing special. He's and, fast.
4: Uh, I know he's very fast. He's, he's, run. Of an if ACL he's coming off an ACL injury. Probably not great for the speed. But he's a burner. I think it went in the one season where he played, I think it was 100 some on games, he had 10 triples. And I got bored of looking the last time that a single Red Sox player hit 10 triples. I gave up after about 2014, I think.
3: Um. Yeah. And he can play shortstop. Yeah, he can play shortstop or he can play second base. And I think that's really the the main thing here, you know, they, uh, they, who was the kid? They just signed um, Tapia, you know, like there's another guy right they yep. have, and he's going to be in a minor league deal, but this guy's at least major league ready and he can, you know, if he's healthy enough, he can, he can play. But uh, yeah, I mean, last year he hurt himself and wasn't exactly the killing it before that happened either. So I don't know. I mean, you gotta, you got a stopgap here. You needed one, but uh, ultimately I think he's going to be in the mix with guys like, Christian Arroyo and, you know, Kike Hernandez and some of these other guys for that kind of utility spot. That's Cotillo what it like the to me.
6: Cotillo had the tweet of uh, Duvall will likely be center field, Kike will stay at short, and then Arroyo and um, Mende- 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 Mondesi. Mondesi will be uh, swapping it up at second base.
3: Hmm. Okay. Nothing thrilling. Yeah. Um, he's a switch hitter, right, Mondesi? Yes. So, okay. Um, Yeah, you don't need a platoon there with them or anything. You can just kind of throw them around. And, again, I mean, that's good. It's good to have options like that, but – you know, when option A was Trevor Story and then you got a downgrade to Adalberta Mondesi because you decided to let Xander Bogarts walk out the door, then, you know, this is what happens. These are the kind of things that happen. 617 779 7937 is the phone number. When we come back, we will reset on the news of the day. Bill O'Brien, your new offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. Do you like it? Do you love it? We'll talk about it next.
0: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys, your choice of color starting at just three ninety nine. dollars Ashley Sleep Magic starting at 250. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment. Down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
8: We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead.